Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me today. And I have a special guest on. She's one of my good friends. She's a phenom, phenom. Her name is Kalila Blake. Hey, Kalili. Hey, how you doing, Yolanda? I'm good, I'm good. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. Hey, hey. We I'm all here right now. <laughs> exactly. This is crazy times right now. So what have you been up to, my dear? You have been a busy, this, let me tell you something. During this pandemic, this child has been so busy. I have never seen, she has been out there. She has been still working, right? Yes, yes. I work every single day during the pandemic. Oh my gosh. Like I have a few every, friends. That, yeah. Every oh. single day. <laughs> she said every day. <laughs> so she's working every single day. So she has not had a break, which has me a little worried a few times because I'm like, oh my God, I don't want her to, you know, get sick or anything like that. So just as a concerned friend, I always be concerned about my Kalili. I call her Kalili. That's my nickname to her. <laughs> uh, thank so, you. Thank you. <laughs> so what you special. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> So, so tell us about like what are you? First of all, I know she does. I don't want to put what she, her company on blast or anything like that. But what did you like? What do you do? What have you been doing every day? Oh, oh, oh! Every day during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just been delivering food to people during the pandemic because you know, once everybody had to start staying home, you know, people had to start cooking more often, which you know, not a lot of people know how to cook. Mm-hmm. So they just ordered food, and you know I made sure they got their food. I made sure people ate every mm-hmm. single day. Every, <laughs> every single day. And, every and, single day. And Kalila has always told me often some funny anecdotes of of some of her experiences during Ooh. this time. See, see, I could yeah. go into some funny anecdotes, but like if someone was to ever listen back to this and associate. <laughs> that I'm talking about them, they might get a little upset because, you know, oh, some of these things that people do mm-hmm. or say to delivery drivers are insane. Like, absolutely insane. Well, then let's do this. What would you tell a person that actually, that give them a little bit of insight that what, what you deal with in your shoes? Like, you know. Listen, listen, I am just the messenger, first and foremost. Right. I literally, I have no preparation with your food. I have no handling of the packaging of your food. I literally get the bag, put it in my car, drive it to you, and hand it in your hands. Please do not shoot the messenger if your food is late, 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 late. That means the restaurant is extremely busy, especially during the pandemic. Restaurants got extremely busy with Mm -hmm. short staff, Mm -hmm. and they still had the same... Not the same amount of demand, but again, it was very stressful times and people forgot we are all humans at some time. Yeah. So I'm just saying don't shoot the messenger. Right. That's all I ask. Right. I've had I've had my I've had my issues with um with uh, uh people. I won't say the company, but with people. And but the main I think what it is is just a lot of level of miscommunication with some. But I've always been kind of I tried that and, and truthfully I've been patient because I'm like, you know what? It is not easy serving people. It is not easy at all. <laughs> But, not at all. Not at all. But one of the things that she does do, this is just like, you know, something to do uh, as her day job. But one of the things that she is as a career, um, she is an actress, she's a model, and she's also a voiceover actor as well. And I wanted to yes. definitely tell people that, well, first of all, I've seen her on the stage 
And I went, okay, so I just need to know how you did that so I can get there. That's all I want to know. I will have a notepad and a pen ready to learn because this chick here is just amazing to me. So what if, what what was one of the things that made you want to go into actors? One of the things I always like to ask people. Um, It's funny because it, the way I felt into acting is not like the typical... Not the typical old grow up wanting to act, wanting to do that. Like, I fell into modeling by accident, complete accident. Mm. Um, I was in the middle of getting my master's degree in architecture while living in um, England. Mm-hmm. And uh, my my roommate, she made me buy this Groupon to do like a photo shoot. So I didn't even want to do it. She had to convince me the night before to even go to the photo shoot. <laughs> so after I, I yeah exactly because I wasn't yeah. I wasn't girly girl I was a tomboy straight tomboy sports mm-hmm. all my life right like that's who I was I was yes. playing semi-professional basketball that's mm-hmm. who I was mm-hmm. so when I finally do this photo shoot I get the photos back and I was like you know I kind of had fun doing that I get the photos back and I was like wow mm-hmm. this was they, they came back amazing so I was like well I'm over in England. I might as well just try it out. I'm young. Mm-hmm. Might as well see what happens. Mm-hmm. And I pursued it while I was over there, but like I never really got anywhere. But I had to come back home because my visa was up, and I mm-hmm. finished my master's program. Mm-hmm. So I come back home to the states, and I end up getting a manager, and she um, ends up getting me into background acting. And while I'm on the sets of like Law and Order, Blue Bloods, mm-hmm. um, Orange Is the New Black, I'm just look watching what the other actors are doing and I'm loving what they're doing. I mm-hmm. love I love watching how they prepare for scenes. I love that what they put on like on film helps inspire and change people's lives. And I realized I wanted to help inspire and change people's lives by telling stories that might help someone. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly how I fell into acting by yeah. wanting to help change others' lives. Right. Right. And that's the amazing thing to want to do because when she does tell a story on stage, and that's basically what it is, you're telling a, 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 a story from that person's POV, you know, that particular mm-hmm. character. And, you know, it's 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 a lot of fun. It is fun. Personally, myself, it's fun. It, it's, it's a lot of nerves. For me, it's nerves. <laughs> but, um, it, yeah. For yeah. me, for me, acting for a while was just therapeutic. Just mm-hmm. being able that to too. release. That too. So, for me, I love acting because it's a form of therapy for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. So like, um, so like, uh, the modeling and stuff, and also you do your voice, act, voice actor. The only thing I haven't heard, I, I know her voice cause I'm hearing her voice now. I've known her for a couple of years now, but, um, voice acting. Now, how did you get into that? Is that something you kind of stumbled upon too, or is that something you thought about along the way? Um, well, no, the voice acting, the voice acting is crazy because all my life, you hear my voice, you hear, yeah, hear how yeah. deep it is. Yeah. Everyone's always been like, you should be in voiceover. You should be doing voiceover. I I had no idea how to get into it, but I, I found a, a an ad on Facebook for <laughs> such a voice, um, such a voice uh, voiceover program. Mm-hmm. And I watched the video. I listened to the, the 45 minute um what are those those classes? Those free classes? Those forty five like minute master classes, classes or something like that? Yeah, yeah. The mm-hmm. forty five minute master class. Mm-hmm. Um they heard my voice. They was like, You all you need is training and a demo a couple of demos. Mm-hmm. Um I was like, I yeah, I wanna do it because I've been told my entire life I should be in voiceover. I know I have a unique voice. My voice is extremely different. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I just, I, for me, it was just a matter of being comfortable within my own voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I finally, finally got there. And with voiceover, I guess it's just, I get like, especially with animation, I just get to go, go for it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like get to make up the craziest voices, do the most craziest things, things like that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> so, yes, but yeah. yeah, with voiceover, I, I, I've been told my entire life I should be a voiceover. So it was just kind of a matter of just getting the training for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just get just going from there. Yeah. What is something, where would you, um, who, if, is there any actors or actresses that you'd like to Robin work with? Robin Williams. Well, Robin? I can't work with Robin Williams. Oh, uh, yeah. He is my idol. One of them, same. Same. <laughs> he, like, he is the reason why I wanted to do voiceover, voiceover mm. to begin with. Because, like, Aww. just, uh, you, just, I would watch Mrs. Doubtfire because it comes on, like, HBO right now. Yes. So I see it whenever it's on. Yes. And I just listen to him making the voices in certain scenes, and I'm like, oh, I miss him so much. I do too. I I really do yes. too. And he's 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 like I'm I always say I'm a comedic person. I'm a comedy person, and he's definitely one of my uh, muses for that. You know, he's just he's just amazing. I don't know if you've ever seen uh, Inside the Actors Studio with James Lipton. That's another one that you know that left us. Um, yeah. Uh, he did. Uh, he did an episode of that and I was so entranced just watching him. The questions that uh, Mr. Lipton was asking him, I was just so entranced because he was just a, he's a he was a phenomenal person. Forget comedy. He was just a phenomenal person because his, his talent spanned from comedy to drama. Like every movie he did was like, dude, huh? (laughs) You know, (laughs) You look at him and you go, hey, I, I'm I'm still remember him. I'm going back in the day with this. I'm remembering him from Mork and Mindy. Mm, yeah, you you went back. Yeah, I went back. Sorry, I'm telling my age. But um, you know, uh, <laughs> but he he's just yeah, he he's definitely a a a muse. Um, let me ask you because I you've been through a, a multitude of things in your life and time, and. To still be able to, you went to college, you got your master's, you, you know, you, you're, you're uh, going into a, a dream career of, of that so many people have wanted to get into. And you're actually following a dream of, you know, being a voice actor and you've modeled and all these other things. How do you, how did you, what did you do to cope through all of that? Like, how did you, what was your muses? What was your inspirations? How did you get yourself through all of that and still be able to maintain yourself? Um, for me, it's all about just learning who I who I am. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not like an overnight thing. It's an overtime thing. It's just mm-hmm. growing with yourself, maturing with yourself. yourself. Um, as far as inspirations, are you like looking as far as like who I aspire, like who I look for in the industry? Yeah, or... anywhere. It could be industry. It could be anything. It could be anybody who inspires you. Uh yeah, so I mean I look towards Viola Davis and Kerry Washington because like they show me strong like what a strong black woman is. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, that was a lot in one question, Yolanda. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it was like kind of like three questions in one, so I don't feel like I hit it. Well, enough. let's start with this. Who does inspire you? Okay, yeah. Um. Like I said, Viola Davis and Kerry Washington, um, Tracy Ellis Ross, mm-hmm. um, Meryl Streep, 
it's not all just black women. It's just strong, strong women um, mm-hmm. within the industry. Um, Sandra Bullock, I've always, always loved her, her work. Mm-hmm. Uh, always goes for it. They all go for it, and that's what yeah, it they means do. to be to be an actor in this industry. You have to be able to go for it. You have to not be scared. You have to fearless. allow yourself to be vulnerable. Fearless, right. yes. Um, fearlessness. Yes. Um, but those are just a few, just to name a few. Mm-hmm. Especially those are my top dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and yeah. I, I love that you used the word fearless. Because that, that's, guys, this is what I see Kalila. She's one of those people that is in that category of fearless. When it comes to... <laughs> being on screen and on the stage. She is definitely a fearless person. Um, and she has some good examples. Um, the other part of my question was, um, what, how do you cope with just, you know, you're in an industry that's a little bit, that can be fickle, you know? Um, how do you cope with that? Because with somebody that comes up behind you that wants to be, you know, that wants to be in the industry, like say, let's say they want to go into modeling or they want to go into acting, what would, what would be the advice you'd give them? Um. Just be true to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, don't. How can I put this? Don't allow outside influences to mm-hmm. change who you are within. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I feel like I can say that better, but. Um, <laughs> no, you said it fine. That's, it, you basically are saying just, just be you throughout. Yeah. Life. Throughout the entire throughout the entire process, just be you, um, be true to yourself. Be be open. Also, be That's open to be open to not criticism. Be but the the, the positive word. I'm be open to learning. Be open to uh, critiques. Yes. Be open to yes, uh, advice. Yes. Yes. Be open yes. to yeah. 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 I get you. I yes. totally get you. Yeah. Yeah, and that's how you've gone through. What is one of the ex- some of the experiences you've had as far as like what challenges have you faced when it came to like modeling or acting? Like, what were some of the challenges and how'd you overcome them? Um, I mean, with modeling, modeling is modeling. I <laughs> I don't want to say it's very vain, but mm-hmm. it's it's very just vain. Mm-hmm. That's the easiest way to put it. But <laughs> um, modeling, you just gotta like be self-confident know that no matter how many no's you're gonna hear because with, with modeling it's very just like you you could look beautiful but you just might not just fit what that person is looking for right so you and just gotta be able that. to know it just let things roll off the back especially with modeling like mm-hmm. yeah you just gotta be able to let things roll off the back because otherwise it'll eat you up right completely completely uh, mm-hmm completely yeah. yeah and it's the same thing with acting too and with the acting you just got to be able to take a no yeah. i'm dead serious you got to be able to take a no if you can't take hearing no a thousand mm-hmm. times mm-hmm. you're not for this industry you're not built for this industry you oh, got to be patience. able to take a no yes yeah yeah because yeah. it's like of- very very so often does overnight like that just blow up out of nowhere happen you know what i'm saying like people put years of work in before they truly blow up Mm -hmm. yeah some people do 
Some people go in. Um, I, I, I tell people it's nice to look at stories like, oh, I was discovered in a in a waitress of uh, uh, what a diner or somewhere, and boom, that person still had to go through some some things before they got to that point, <laughs> you know. Um, and audition, not auditioning. Sorry. Um, personally, I, I don't like auditioning. I know it's a necessary evil, but I I am so nervous about auditions. I absolutely loathe oh. auditioning. I hate, I'm just, oh, I love, I, I, like, I love getting them, but I hate doing them. <laughs> no matter how much I prepare for it, the moment I'm about 30 seconds to walk into the room, mm -hmm. my body breaks out in a nice little cold sweat, mm -hmm. like adrenaline pumping, mm -hmm. um, the heartbeat can't stop, my hands start sweating, yes. and I, I, no matter how much, I could be prepared out the world and I still get those like scared butterflies and it's mm -hmm. like please just uh why can't you just it's stay away for this one time exactly <laughs> I have to talk to my stomach I gotta talk to the sweat glands I have to talk to my brain like please don't forget these lines we've been rehearsing this for the last few days please don't forget these lines <laughs> you know um you, you you everything that you've been trained for you wind up losing that goes out the window <laughs> It's like, oh, what the heck just happened? You know, and it's the same thing when you give the advice of being yourself, because that's what you have to kind of do when you go in that audition room and then turn yeah. yourself into that character, because it's basically you're looking for there. You're looking for them to enjoy you and what you're doing. And, you know, you may or may not you like they have to narrow down what type of people they're looking for for particular roles. And sometimes they don't know. But you got to bring something to the table and just have fun. That was one of the things I learned from our fearless leader. Um, be, uh, what is it? Have fun with it. Yeah. Try to have fun with it. Keep it professional, of course. You, you know, know, know the things that you, you know what you're not supposed to do, the do's and don'ts of auditioning. Keep it professional, but have fun with it. Because once you have fun, you have a little bit, your nerves are kind of like eased a little bit, I guess. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, having like that's the whole point of acting is to have fun. Yeah. So if you're not having fun, what are you doing this for? Exactly. It's not to be famous. Like acting, you don't act to be famous. I'm sorry, but like no. It's inevitable, but don't that's don't make that the goal. <laughs> Do not make that I'll tell somebody that in a minute. Don't, don't make that the but goal. But like I'm not I don't even want to be famous. I just want to be able to act and be able to to support myself while acting. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's, a lot That's of all. I want to be able to support myself while acting. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And then have patience. The main thing is having patience, especially um, for TV and film. When you're going on these shoots um, and you're there for 12 to 16 hours or whatever. Oh, no, I did an 18-hour day. See? I did See? an 18-hour day when I was doing background on Orange is New Black. See? For one scene. See? One scene. One scene. See, and and that's and that's a typical day. You no, not, not, not. Okay, well, that day wasn't a typical day. A typical day is a twelve to fourteen hour day. That's a typical okay. day. Okay. That's a typical day. Mm -hmm. That eighteen hour day was a monster. Oh, yeah. And but I, and I'm, for the yeah. scene that was shot, I'm mm -hmm. just saying because it was a very important scene within the series. One of the most important scenes within the series. Mm -hmm. I would not trade that experience for the world, Joe. You have no idea how much it, like, how good it felt to be in the same room mm -hmm. with all those amazing actresses. Mm -hmm. Danielle and all of them. Uh, mm -hmm. And Poussey and all of them. Yo, mm -hmm. 
Okay. Doing that scene, if, mm-hmm. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Absolutely yeah. wouldn't trade it for the world. Right. And that's, I don't even care if I was just a background actor. I was just mm-hmm. being in their presence. Just being there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the dream of a lot of us. I, I For me, my first time experience on a set uh, for TV, uh, I'm trying to think, was it for, t- for TV? And filming, I would say professional job and filming for my first, I think my first was uh, was an Indian show. And I don't even remember where, I, I remember the name of it, but I don't remember where it was shot. I mean, where um, it would be broadcast, but we went to, uh, my scene was just in a um, clinic, I think. And I was just a nurse, I had one line. And that was it, and I was there for like the entire day. Uh, no, actually, no, I don't think I was there that long. But I was just, enamored to the fact that I was there. I'm seeing everybody walking around with the cameras. They got the earpieces on, talking to each other from one part of the building to the other. We were just inside a uh, empty, um, I guess, a doctor's office or something, a medical building or something that was empty for like that day because it would close, I guess, for that day. It was just an office. Yeah. And it was really, really cool just being there. I mean, it wasn't like a Hollywood set, just being on a set, period, because you just know in your mind that this is something that is bigger than you and it's going to be put out there you know and I did not mind being there because they they would always ask like hey does we need some people to stay for and I was just a, even though I had one line I was still a background actor in, in, the, in mm-hmm. for the majority of it and they asked you know do you want to anybody we need some people to stay you know we're going to let some of you go but we just need a few people to stay for another scene can any of you stay and I said yee <laughs> You know, but they had wrapped me already because I had the line. So they didn't want me to be there any longer. I couldn't, it wouldn't make sense because I was already seen in one scene. So it didn't, it didn't, you know, but I was like, I wouldn't stay, but I was like, I knew I couldn't. So, and I understood. But after that, I just was hungry for more. I was like, I want more. (laughs) I want to do it again. Yeah. I don't mind. It becomes addicting. (laughs) It is. It truly is addicting. What is the most memorable um, times besides I, I guess that would be one of your memorable times, or is there another yeah. one? Yeah, I mean that's one of my most memorable. Like, that, I don't know if I could actually. Say, I mean, the scene, like, I, technically, yeah, I could say it because they start, They don't even film Orange Is the New Black anymore. So the scene I was yeah. talking about before was the scene where they killed Poussey, where yeah. she got the um the cop kneeling on her back or on her neck. Mm-hmm. So I was I was there. That was an eighteen hour day. Um, when they filmed that, they I. Call time was seven in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't get wrapped to one a.m. Mm-hmm. the next day, mm-hmm. um, and then literally I was on back on set the next day. I mm-hmm. called time for the next day was I think two thirty, two thirty in the afternoon or something like that. So literally it was like a twelve hour turnaround time to be back on set. Mm-hmm. And this is all for like Orange is New Black. So yeah, that's one of my most memorable scenes. I mean, for like I, most of my memorable background work mm-hmm. comes from Orange because I worked on that set for two years. I was a core Ooh, inmate. Nice. Yeah. So I started out in the Orange and moved over to Khaki. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. just being, just being on that set, being on that multi-million mm-hmm. Emmy Award-winning set yes. for two yeah. years. That's yeah. a, like you got to remember. That's an Emmy Award-winning set with Emmy Award-winning actresses. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Uzo Adobo, like, like, yeah. like, you don't, you don't, you don't, you realize who you're working with. So yeah. a lot of my memories come from there. I was featured, like, on like the seventh episode of season four, 
Mm-hmm. And it was the first time I was like featured, featured mm-hmm. on a TV show. And like, it was to the point where I had to rehearse mm-hmm. with the principal actors before mm-hmm. they even like, like the way, cause the way rehearsal goes before they shoot a scene, they do um, rehearsal and then they'll do marking rehearsal, which is where they have to mark the, the spots where we stand. Mm-hmm. So the cameras get the right angles. Right. So they'll do a regular, a basic rehearsal, and then they'll do a marking rehearsal. Mm-hmm. And then everybody, they'll go touch up makeup. They'll bring up the background actors from holding. Mm-hmm. And then it. that's when they'll shoot the scene. I so like that, that, like that was my first time being actually featured, working like strictly with the principal actors mm-hmm. of a multi-million dollar Emmy Award winning <laughs> TV show. So like is- I... You can't you can't trade those experiences in a world. You, no. Like just being on a set and learning the lingo of like like what the grafters say and what the lighting department says, what the camera department says, what an mm-hmm. AD does, what a what a DP does. Yes. Um, like knowing that the first AD literally runs the show for the director. Like the director is always looking for the next angle, and mm-hmm. the first AD keeps everything on check. If right. you cross the first AD, you pretty much don't have a job. So you don't. Like, nope. Just, yeah. Just, just seeing all of that for two years and being around that, being exposed to that, mm-hmm. that you, I would never trade. I can never trade any of that because that right. gave me the maturity that I need to be able to work on sets for my for the future. Um, I wouldn't, I, for me, the same thing. I wouldn't trade any of my experiences being on a set period. You had, you had a lot right there, just yeah. the, two, the, the, the two years. And I'm sure you've learned so much. And I'm, that, that you just, I think one of the things um, I was told to do, because uh, I wanted to start out, not start out. I, of course, my, my passion is going into acting and stuff like that. But um, uh, also being a director of my own stuff. And uh, I spoke to someone that is actually a filmmaker and what have you. And he basically said to me, he said, go on a set, be a background actor and learn from quite understand him at the moment and then I realized I was like oh shoot he's really right and I went and started you know when I started to go into an acting career I went in and you know started booking jobs just you know having little featured roles to having almost a lead role to background and stuff like that in certain tv shows and things and I just went in and just soaked in everything because people that had certain positions, you know, talking with other people around me. I had, mm-hmm. made, I had made friends with people that was around me. You know, I had also, mm-hmm. excuse me, dealt with uh, a lot of people complaining, which I just didn't like. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to yeah. get, you know, I'm like, do you yeah. understand how long it took me to get here? And I'm going to sit here and complain. You go over there with that, <laughs> you know, but yeah. um, it, you know, it, it was just fun. To me, it was just fun. And you have to love doing this because if you don't, yeah. you just don't, just don't do it. Don't waste your time or waste other people's time. Just, just do it and enjoy it. And yeah, yeah. I, but the, the one thing with background acting, I would say like, cause a lot of agents, this is what like I've learned from like trying to get an agent and a manager for the last year. A lot mm-hmm. of agents and managers do not like really I don't want to say they condone it, but they don't really work with actors that do background acting because yeah. background acting is kind of seen as the moving furniture. I would right. say me, I would say do background acting for like a, short a couple time. months, right? Only a, short a couple time. months. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying. Get on yeah. set, 
learn yeah. the lingo, see what yeah. happens, right. you know, get that maturity of being on set and then, and then start to look for agents and managers because they'll see you at least know what, like, you have, like, you know what it means to be on a set. Mm -hmm. Like, you know that you're going to be working for 10 hours in a day. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, I, I would get do background acting, but, like, don't get caught up in background acting. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't do it for that's life. all you're gonna wind up doing because that's all yeah. you're gonna wind up doing just you go know? there for the knowledge get the knowledge real quick and then you know peace out i just yeah. happened to fall into a, a situation where i was a core inmate on orange is the new black you don't pass that up no absolutely not <laughs> you don't pass that up no. oh really you need me to be a core no problem i'll see you later i'll see you no yeah, i was tomorrow. working I was working three to four days a week. Like, nice. I, it was, it was, I loved every second of it. I loved it. I loved it, loved it, loved it. Mm -hmm. It was these, long days, but yeah. I loved it. Yeah. 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 I, I, um, one of the things that I did was, um, I worked in, uh, I did a scene, uh, for, uh, God, what is the daggone show? Monsters Inside of Me, Inside Me. It was on Animal Planet, and I was playing a doctor. And so we filmed at, um, I think we had to film at, uh, uh, I think, Harlem Hospital or something like that. And we were in like a, I don't want to say abandoned part, but a vacant part of the hospital where we could, you know, we could film and all this other stuff. And it was great. We were there. I, here was my experience. I had just finished driving a friend of mine to South Carolina. I had to hurry up and make it back to New York <laughs> <laughs> that morning <laughs> to film. I had to be there at 8 o'clock in the morning. I'm on the road, tired as heck. Okay. I got back to to uh, my home at like 6 something in the morning and then ran in the house, packed a bag to, you know, for the day, jumped in my car and said, ain't no way in the world I'm getting on the train to try to head to New York. So I'm just going to have to gun this. <laughs> we'll have to try <laughs> to drive to the city and see if I can get there in time. So I found parking knock on wood because that don't happen and no. ran inside that hospital and said hey I'm here to film for the little dot they sent me upstairs and that was the end of it I'll listen I don't think I slept until the the who when did I actually sleep the next day <laughs> wow yeah because I was there from I had an 8 a.m call and I didn't finish until luckily this was not a this was not a um a, a, a 16 or 18 hour day kind of thing. It wasn't a 12 or 14 hour. For me, it wasn't. Um, I was done, I want to say like four or five o'clock. So bad. that's not bad, but then you got to think, you got to fight that four or five o'clock in New York City. That's rush hour. <laughs> so and remember, oh. I drove. <laughs> right. Oh. So uh, I dealt with rush hour trying to get there, and now I got to deal with rush hour trying to get back home. So I was like, yeah, this is going to, I'm, oh, oh. <laughs> So needless yeah, to say, when I got home, I was exhausted. But I'm gonna tell you what, I enjoyed every second of it. Yeah. Cause that's exactly how it is, and that's the dream. You wanna keep moving, you wanna keep being booked, keep busy, and all that great stuff. That's the that's the dream. <laughs> that's the dream, yup. That's the dream. You wanna keep going. So yeah, that's amazing. She um I also the uh we were a part of uh, I don't want to branch on this too much, but we were a part of, Khalila and I were a part of a, uh, a acting conservatory. That's how we met. And it was, we had our, 
fun times. We had our memorable times, I'll say. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Memorable times. <laughs> and memorable, um, memorable. very memorable. And that's how I was able to see Lady Kalila <laughs> on stage <laughs> doing stuff. She was pretty much one of our mentors because I came into the program later and she had already been there, I think, what, about a year or two before me? Yeah, I, I came. You came into the program as I was leaving, right? I think so. I think so. Yeah, I, think so. I was yeah. only in the program like maybe a, some a quarter after you came in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was yeah. you and a bunch of you know, a bunch of you guys, and and they and she later became a dean <laughs> of the conservatory, yeah. and she was pretty much our mentor. And one of the things that I uh, respected so much about Miss 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 Khalili. Um, she's younger than me, but I look up to her like a like a like a big sister mentor. I really do. She doesn't really know that, but I'm telling her this now. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, but we were listen. Here's a fun fact: we were very nervous having to perform in front of you. We had a thing called Masterclass that we had to do every quarter. And Kalila was one of the ones that had to judge whether or not we could, our performances that we worked on for the quarter was good to be, was past enough to be in Masterclass. So myself and my two scene partners, we had to switch days. And we were only supposed to do our, our scene before one person. And I think it was, <clears throat> no, it wasn't you. Was it you? No. It wasn't, it wasn't so, it might have been me. I don't know, because we switched days. It was on a, I know ours was originally on a Thursday, but we were on a Wednesday. Then it was me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was, I was doing Thursday. So you were supposed to originally just do it for me. I was originally supposed to do it just for Kalila. First of all, that in itself, we were all nervous. <laughs> right there. Because <laughs> we know Kalila was going to rip us apart if we didn't get this right. No. No, no, no. But at the same time, she only did it because she does not take, she knows, first of all, she knows us. She knows potential, how, what potential we have. She knows the kind of training we got. So if we came to her at that point with garbage, oh, she's going to rip us apart. So, (laughs) therefore, (laughs) we wanted to be on our P's and Q's and make sure that we had everything (laughs) done. Well, here's how that went. We had to change days because one of the scene partners uh, couldn't make it for the next day that we originally planned. We wound up having to not only having to perform our scene in front of her, we had to perform our scene in front of not one dean, not two deans, not three deans. I think it was three deans and two administrators, an administrator and an alumni. And I was like, yeah, okay, um, (laughs) wait a minute, what? (laughs) So we were, needless to say, 3,000% 3,000% nervous. <laughs> Three... I mean, y'all did an amazing job, though. I don't understand why y'all were so nervous. We were nervous. Kinda knocked it out the box. We were nervous. Let me just tell you now, we were just nervous. <laughs> we had been rehearsing, and we legitly rehearsed. Like, we were fussing each other, like, okay, when we gonna rehearse this? When we gonna sit down and get this scene together? When we gonna do this, this, and this? Because we ain't trying to screw up in front of... Forget Masterclass. We ain't trying to screw up in front of Kalila. So we need to get this... <laughs> We need to get this right. We need to get this done. And not only that, I had to perform in front of her twice because I had to do my other pieces the next day by myself. I was like, great. But you did an amazing job, so I don't understand why you all nervous. You was you was prepared. Listen, nervous is nervous, okay? (laughs) Have you? Do you know you? (laughs) 
I can only laugh at that statement. <laughs> no, you dead man! It. I can only, I can only laugh at that statement because yes, I know me. <laughs> <laughs> See, and then your partner in crime, Mister Mister D'Angelo Kearns, that one. Oh lord, yeah. him, I miss him. But that that one there, he is a he is an amazing person, um, and that is her her other Capricorn brother. I call. She calls. Yes, that's my Capricorn twin. That's her Capricorn twin. And trust me, I had lunch with them one day and realized that they are Capricorn twins. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> She's right. She is completely right. So, yes. yes, this is amazing. So, let me ask you one quick question and I'm going to let my Kalita, because she is such a busy bee. I wish I can keep her forever. Oh. <laughs> I do. She's such a love. She's such a big heart. Um, what is the, one of the most memorable moments you have that you can? that you had at uh, our, our MTC conservatory. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, um, uh, I know my moments. So back to class where everybody cried. Lord. Oh, that's the same Lord. one? <laughs> Lord, that master class. I'm not. I didn't even perform because actually, that was the master class I actually judged. Was sitting at the table judging every performance. So that was that was that master class when ev- all y'all did was cry. Cry. Wait a minute. Is that the one where I stood up and I had to tell people? This is what yes. Oh, yes. dear. Yes. <laughs> That's all y'all did was cry. That oh. masterclass. That masterclass always pops into my head because also, like I said, that was the first masterclass I got to sit and judge. Yes. That was insane. Y'all were so emotional. It, it was. It's not even a masterclass I performed in. No. Nope. Y'all masterclass. No. Nope. Y'all were too emotional for me. How did just, you th- listen? How, too emotional. How did you think too I emotional. felt? I was kind of my only intention. First of all, um, Kayla was, you know, my that's my baby girl, and she was performing her last. Because the reason, I mean, the reason why I, I, I guess I gotta say I lost it that day because I've been there when she first came into that program. I mean, I was I I would listen to her stories of how much she had been through the last. Let's see, when that happened, that was two. That was about two years ago, a year ago, and she had been through so much through all of that on top of saying that she had to study she had to do all this work you know and then on top of dealing with her own you know issues and stuff like that it was just i had seen her journey through that whole place and to see her there to perform it was just i was like okay i'm gonna stay up and say a few words next thing you know everything yeah, you got just, up and said a few words yeah it just it's, yeah. It, it got real and i was yeah. like oh lord i don't i don't know what just i didn't happened. ask i didn't ask for this i didn't <laughs> i was supposed to do was just stand there and say i am so proud of you and everything just like tears i'm almost getting emotional now it was tears just coming everything just came because everything i just started remembering her from from the beginning of all of that until now. So it was like, whoa! <laughs> so I couldn't stop. And then I saw, you know, and then I saw what everybody else, and then I started seeing, when I looked around the room, I started seeing the faces of everybody and everything that they went through came at me at once. It was like I was feeling their angst and, and I'm looking at everybody's faces. I'm looking at this one, this one, and I'm like, oh my God, y'all are here. The fact that y'all are here. <laughs> I'm just so overwhelmed because for me personally, them being there inspired me to be there because I don't know where I would have been. I don't think I could have made those last two years without them. It was just crazy. And that's how it should have been. Yeah. That's how it should be. 
Yeah, it was crazy. So I was like, yo. Well, actually, that wasn't the mass. That wasn't the memorable one for me. The memorable one for well, actually, there's one. The memorable one for me was my very first December masterclass, which was you did perform that one actually. Yeah, I was um, I was working on a monologue because I was doing an off Broadway showcase at the time. Mm -hmm. So I was testing my monologue out on you. Is that the one where I pulled stuff out of the pocketbook? Uh, was you pretending you was robbing a bank or something like that? Oh uh, no, that's a oh that's a bank robber. <laughs> that <laughs> that yes. that masterclass was a memorable one because actually D'Angelo performed that one too. <laughs> so oh yeah, 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 that was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a that was a good. That one. was a memorable and amazing one, and yeah, that was. That was a memorable one, and I think that one was for the books, because <laughs> I was like, every single flipping master class, we walking away in tears. I was like, dag nabbit, if I gotta go through this again, this <laughs> is too much. Oh my god. But anyway. Khalili, I am so happy that you came on my episode today! I'm so happy you asked for me to join you. Of course. What? Of course. I Listen, my episodes, if anything, I want people to just realize that there are some great people in this world still, especially through this time right now, um, that people are still doing great things. People are still amazing. Um, people are still, they're, they're, they're going through as well, right along with you. And there's a light at the end of that tunnel. So you can still be a part of that greatness as well. Um, you know, and I just, that's just, that's just me. I pick people that I know are just phenomenal. So that's all it is to it. I gush over people. That's my habit. I don't care. I embrace it. <laughs> so thank you so much. Oh, I love me. you. I love you. Listen, the love is there. It's huge. Big time. Boom. Hard in front of my chest. <laughs> So, thank you so much for being on here with me today. I am so proud of you, first of all. She is a leader in her own right. So when she say fearless, that is her. Thank you. Thank you. You make me blush. And it's very hard to see me blush. Of course. Of course. Mission accomplished. <laughs> 